What if time was running out and there was getting ready to be a great change in the earth? Are you, are you and your loved ones, are we ready? Are we ready for that? We'll see. The next part of our journey together is going to be about asking, seeking the Lord how to increase our prayer life. Because if our loved ones and if we and our loved ones are not ready for this great event that's beginning to happen or the things that are happening in the earth, we need to get ready. You know, I've said before in Revelations 19, it says the bride made herself ready and the 10 virgins that, that were ready to go are the ones that got to go in when the bridegroom came. So we want to be ready and you and I can participate in the lives of our loved ones and people that we know. So some of you are at work and you have uh, co-workers, you have nieces, nephews, mothers, fathers, sons and daughters. And um, we want to make sure that our family's there. Uh, I always think about Rahab and she ministered to the uh the spouse, the, the Israeli, the Hebrew people coming into the land to take the land. And they told her, if you put all your household in, in the apartment, in one place and put a scarlet thread out the window, then we will not touch your household. You will not come under the judgment that's coming into the land. And she did that. She put her household in there. So one of the things I want to see us do in the days ahead <clears throat> and whenever I'm doing a prayer meeting, uh, that's what I like to do is have people write down who's in your household. Naturally, if you're married, it'd be your husband, children, mothers, fathers, sisters, brothers. But you, you may uh, be a single person and not have a big family. You can take in the neighbors. You can take in, you can put different people. God will, um, he, he will, uh, strike your heart, if you will. Uh, with certain people, you'll just have an, uh, you'll have an affinity for them. You'll have a love for them that you can't explain. That's the love of God reaching out through you to draw them in. So they can be a part of your household. And I, I like to make a list of them, write them down. And uh, then when you're praying, you don't have to name them off all the time. You can just say, my household, Lord, you, you, and, I, you and I know who's in my household. These are the ones that I'm going to be believing you for. Because in the days ahead, folks, the, the, it's going to get dark. The darkness, deep darkness is on the earth. We'll be reading some of these scriptures. We'll be looking at scriptures that talk about the day that we live in and what are we to be doing in the midst of this darkness. How do we survive the darkness, if you will, and not get touched by it ourselves? So um, uh, that's what we're going to be looking at, to increase the power of God in our prayer life. You know, the earnest, heartfelt, continued prayer of a righteous man makes tremendous power available, dynamic in its working. That's James chapter 5, verse 16b, and it's in the Amplified. But the, the continued uh, prayer, so it's a continued prayer. And, you know, I guarantee you there's, there's not very many people that have had someone target them in prayer. I remember uh, years back, uh, I used to walk the block a lot. And um, I was praying for a lady that I was in Bible ministry with, Bible study ministry with. And uh, she had um, a, a sugar, a blood sugar problem. And she always counted it as a weakness. 
And so I was praying for her. I just prayed in the spirit for her while I walked my 30 or 40 minute walk. And uh, as I was praying, the Lord showed me that what she was considering a weakness, he called a strength. Because of this weakness, she had been forced into a better diet, a food diet, and she was healthier than all of us. So in our weakness, we we look at it as a weakness because it's not just perfect, maybe, but God saw it as a strength in her behalf. It was a blessing to her in a sense because she... uh, took care of it. She it she had to change her diet and she had a reason to do it and it and it worked for her better. So um but I just targeted her in prayer in that in my walk. I said, I'm gonna pray in tongues for Miss Cecil for the next 30 minutes that I'm walking. And that's what I came out with. So I, I shared that with her and she was pleased to know that. And she had always taken such good care of her diet because of this weakness that she felt like she had. So um I guarantee you there's not many people that are targeted in prayer. I see people sometimes and I think, I wonder if anybody's ever prayed for them. And it kind of, you know, you know, it breaks your heart. It breaks the, it breaks the Lord's heart. So um, there's a scripture in Proverbs. I just wrote it down before we started in Proverbs 19, 17. It says, he that has pity upon the poor lends to the Lord. He that has pity on the poor lendeth to the Lord. And, uh, the word lendeth there means to twine or to, to unite or to join oneself. So we're, we're going to see in the days ahead that the day of the Lord is a day of deep darkness coming on the earth, cataclysmic happenings in the earth. And I want to be in a safe place. And the safest place to be is in the Lord. And when you have pity on the poor, and it could be a billionaire, but poor of spirit. And nobody's ever really prayed for them. But because they're a billionaire, people don't think they have any needs. Well, they have needs just like everybody else. And so we want to just up our game, if you will, in our prayer life and know that as we're praying, um, we're in a safe place. You know, there's a scripture uh, being that this is the restoration of women's virtues. We talk a lot about the role of the woman. There's a scripture on on the... uh, in 1 Timothy chapter 2, it talks about a woman being saved through childbearing. And actually, uh, childbearing means her maternal duties. So when we're uh, busy about our father's business, in other words, we can be in a safe place. That's the safest place to be. An- another thing I was just reading before we started today was in the book of Jude. And it says here, talking about building yourselves up on your most holy faith, But you, beloved, he's talking about the things that are happening and coming on the earth. And then he says, but you, beloved, building up yourselves on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. You know, I I would pray that you have the, the gifting, if you will, the gift of the Holy Spirit of praying in other tongues. Because that is a place where you can pray out the mysteries of God and people that need prayer and they, they're, um, in bondage to certain things and you don't have a clue what that is. We, we tend to look at it and think it's this when actually it's that over there. I think the devil plays the shell game with us and makes us think the pea is under, under that cup and it's not. And so, um, building ourselves up on our most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost, that's what builds you up on your, on your faith, 
build your faith, build your spirit strong when you pray in the Holy Ghost. But you know, I can pray for you or you could pray for me in the Holy Ghost and hit the target every time and know exactly how to pray because the Holy Spirit knows how to pray. And he's been sent to, to develop us, to uh, be a, 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 to guard and keep us. He's our intercessor. He just needs somebody's mouth to intercess through. <laughs> I've never used that word before, but, but you, beloved, building yourselves up on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost, keep yourselves in the love of God, keeping yourself to watch or keep, to carefully observe and tend to. Attend to yourself carefully, praying in the Holy Ghost. Keep yourselves in the love of God. You know, there is a scripture that says when you pray in the Spirit, you're praying out love secrets to the Father. Love secrets to God. So you're having a praise meeting when you're praying in the Holy Spirit. And um, <clears throat> and look for, in the midst of that, looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ unto eternal life. And of some have compassion making a difference. So if you see that if you're, you're spending a lot of energy on a person and it's not making a difference, then you, you might consider, <coughs> excuse me, moving to the next person. It says on some making a difference. I had never thought of that till I heard it preached one time. And I thought, well, that's true. Uh, you know, if, 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 I, if you came to me and, I, and you had a multitude of problems and I prayed, I prayed for you uh, with my focus on the Holy Spirit and exactly what to pray. And then I prayed in the Holy Spirit. I prayed in the Spirit. I prayed in tongues and anointed you with oil and, and sought the Lord as to how to pray for you. And we took authority over certain things and, and broke the power of demonic strongholds off of you and did all of that. And you never changed. Nothing changed. I don't expect maybe everything to have changed overnight, but I do expect some change. And if there was no change, that meant that you're not really cooperating with the Spirit at all. That's the reason you're in the trouble that you're in. And so um, when, you're, when you're praying for somebody, I think one of the things the devil can do to us is if he keeps us, he can keep us from being interested in helping anybody else at all. Or he can overwhelm us with so many people that have needs that we can't, that we drowned ourselves in them. You know what I'm saying? So um, one preacher put it this way. If Satan can't keep you from 100%, he'll push you to 150. If he can't keep you from doing this, this, then he'll make you go crazy trying to do everything. So pick one thing and concentrate on it. Pick one person really to, to train, let, let the Holy Spirit train you in his ministry as you pick a person and target them to pray for them. I'm just really excited about this because I know that um, our Father's excited about this. When we have pity on the poor, we are joining forces, if you will, with God. Uh, there is a scripture in, um, I think it's in Isaiah 45, and it talks about how God says he, he's, he's created, he, in other words, he's saying, don't worry about the darkness. I'll take care of the darkness. He's created the darkness, but he's formed the light. So God has created all mankind and he's concerned about all mankind. It's not his will that any man perish, but that we come into the, the gospel and the knowledge of the truth and Jesus Christ 
come into our salvation, come into our destinies. That's his greatest desire. So um, we need to um, offer ourselves, if you will, as servants to the Lord and um, uh, let him guide us. I've had much success accidentally actually actually uh, I tried a long time praying for a person that I was praying for and <clears throat> we never seemed to get anywhere but my first prayer that I started off with was well Lord oh Lord if you can do anything please do it that was a real prayer of faith and power wasn't it and so eight years went by and I had not, I saw nothing I saw no no improvement I you know on some have compassion making a difference I was not making a difference and so I just went to the Lord and I said, Lord, I'm not praying for this person anymore until you tell me how to pray. Because obviously I'm doing something wrong. Let's be quick to not blame God. That's what we do as humans. We blame God. You know, in the garden, Adam and Eve, they, they blamed each other. We're always pushing the blame off on somebody else, but let's take ownership. I said, I must be doing something wrong here because I had grown enough in Christ to know there's victory in Jesus. He always leads us in his victory in Christ and manifests through us the sweet aroma of the knowledge of God in every place. And so um, I knew I had to be doing something wrong because Jesus is a victor, always has victory. And so I said, I'm not praying for him anymore till you tell me how to pray. And you know, I don't know if it was the next day or just a few days later, I, I, I didn't note that, but I woke up one morning and all of a sudden, I knew, I knew there were three demons that had this person in bondage. And this is, this is the kind of things we want to look into in the days ahead, is to uh, get the strongholds out of the way. So, the, see, the power of God wants to flow. The Holy Ghost is like out of your belly shall flow rivers. The, Holy, the Spirit realm is like a river flowing. And the Holy Spirit, He wants to flow. And, and the glory of God wants to come in landing like an airplane on an airstrip but it can't have any obstacles in the way or it stops or there'll be a cataclysmic crashing and it stops. And so um, we need to seek the Lord as to know to how, how to pray. And that's what I did. And he showed me there was three demons that had this person in bondage. And I said, I said to him, well, Lord, this is what I'm hearing you say. If there's any more to be added to it, will you let me know? And so I, um, I waited a few days and I just said, you know, so after about two or three days, I waited. I didn't hear that there was anything else in the way. And so I, I got with two friends of like precious faith that would know how to pray and agree with me on something like this. And we took authority over those three demons. Uh, and in this case, I was attacking. In this case, there was a root of bitterness, jealousy and bitterness are like twins. They tend to hang out together, those two spirits. And then there was alcoholism. Well, I had just been praying about alcoholism. And actually the alcoholism was like a, a leaf on the tree. It wasn't the root to the tree. It was the leaf on the tree. So I wasn't even praying right until the Holy Spirit showed me how to pray. And so um, we took authority over those three demons and started praying the counterpart to that, you know, praying the love of God, praying their eyes of their heart to be open, praying 
the that they prosper and be in health even as their soul prospers just praying for their deliverance and the healing that that needed to be taken place and that started a process it didn't happen overnight and so that's why the continued what is it it says the continued prayer of a righteous man if you've received jesus christ as your savior you are a righteous man and the continued prayer of a righteous man because because let me explain that you're a righteous man because you received christ you received his work on the cross you've accepted his his work of bearing our sin sickness and disease and by his stripes we were healed and so um he gave he took he took our sin our robe we were clothed in that sin saturated in it he took that for us and he gave back his robe of righteousness to us so we are the righteous in Christ Jesus and it was a gift from God when we received him as our Savior and so um, we prayed those kind of prayers over this person and it, it took a uh, I think it took a, um, at least a year and but the prayers change after a, a little while uh, it took a year uh, but then the, uh, instead of just asking God to do something I started praising him and thanking him that he was doing this that he was doing this. And I started calling this person a new creature in Christ. The old things passed away and all things new, and the new things are of God. And so <laughs> sometimes I had to do it like, mm, thank you, Jesus, that they're a new creature in Christ. The old things are passed away and all things are new. And you, you know what I, what I learned in the midst of all this, and I'll finish with that, with this for today. Sometimes, you know, you don't, I mean, when you're when you target someone especially if it's someone in your family or someone close to you or someone that can hurt you the devil will see that they hurt you if you start praying for them so don't be surprised at that and um it's you you at first at first you're going to say hey if they want to go to hell let them go to hell you know they ought to if they want to go to hell that bad they ought to go and <clears throat> but but see this is the thing god doesn't want them to go to hell and so first you got to get over yourself uh, and and when you're praying for him the devil's going to see if you're if you're stepping on something where he's got a stronghold set up in their life and and uh, and you start praying and he's getting uprooted then he's going to come over so poke it into your life to get you to get off his back but if you're doing it because you want to be a good christian and it's a good thing to do and you're into good works he will see that you quit if you're doing it because um, uh, you're doing it for that person because you love them and you're doing it for them, he will see that you quit. He will make you not like them so much that you don't care if they go to hell or not. But when we're doing it for the glory of God, Jesus deserves to get the glory. And I had to come to that point and say, you know, Jesus doesn't matter how I feel about it doesn't matter how I feel about them. What matters is you paid a high price to, for their salvation. You have a deep love from destiny for that person and you deserve to get glory in their life. And so I'm going to stay with the program until they come on into the light. And so I just want to leave you with that. Find, ask the Holy Spirit who, who he wants you to target. And, and we have prayers for our whole family always, you know, but some, some of them, 
And next week I'll tell you a story about someone who was more difficult. But some of them are difficult, and they're not gonna they're not gonna come just hearing the gospel preached. They need intercessory prayer. You know, they need someone targeting them, and and seeking God for the strategy of how to set them free. So this week, write up your household, make a list of your of your household who you, and then find out someone that you can target in prayer and ask the Holy Spirit, say, Lord, Lord, I want to walk alongside you and I want you to train me and teach me in this. Amen. So I just pray, Father, right now in the name of Jesus, that you would lead each one of us and guide us. I'm excited that we're going to have a prayer workshop here and it's going to be handled with you, Holy Spirit, that you will be teaching us and training us and showing us the ways to go And we just desire to learn your principles and learn your ways to set at liberty them that are held captive in the name of Jesus. I thank you that bless those that are listening right now and guide them in what they're doing in Jesus name. Amen. God bless you. See you next week. Amen. What a great teaching. You know, Mary Jean's teaching from her book, Woman Imagine. Years ago, when Mary Jean was asking the Lord what her position was in the kingdom of God, he revealed to her the woman's purpose, position, and power. And she's written two books, Woman Imagines being the latest one. And they're great for a daily devotional or for a small ladies group. But if you'd like to get these, the address is on the bottom of the screen. I know they'll be a blessing to you.